0: I'm so grateful you're here. Now let's get into the show. Hey friends, thank you so much for tuning in today as always, and thank you so much for the reviews. There have been some new reviews over the last week, and thank you for taking the time to do that. I am grateful you left them and that you listen. We are continuing today with the theme of intuition, and we're going to be talking about mindfulness, specifically observation and mindfulness, which observation is the skill of mindfulness. Mindfulness is a big topic. How many times am I going to say (laughs) mindfulness in this episode? It's a huge topic. It feels intangible. Sometimes it's really tough for people to grasp, but we are going to take some really tangible steps and break them down in this episode so that you can get a bit more of a grasp on these topics. Mindfulness isn't just about food it's literally everything it is how we continue to hone our skill of intuition because we can actually tell what's going on inside of us we can separate ourselves from our thoughts our urges our you know thought thought patterns and beliefs and stuff like that So it's important and I think many of us live our lives in habit and on overdrive and we don't realize that this is an option and I really just want to make clear that it is a skill and it is an important skill that we need for many things. So we are going to break that down in a moment. Before we get into that, I wanted to remind you that Blossom Body is open for enrollment. You can find the link to enroll in the show notes. You can also find it in my Instagram bio. Blossom Body is my first strength training program. It's six weeks. It's meant to be done at home with some dumbbells and it's meant to get you results. It is meant to help you progress with your strength and your muscle building and achieve the things that you want to at home. And again, this is the program that I have been doing for the last several months. I have only recently started going back to a gym over the last several months. The biggest weight that I've picked up is a 44 pound kettlebell. I also have 35 pound dumbbells and down. You don't need to go to the 35s. Uh, most people can get a lot of really good results with the 25s. It really depends on where you're starting But the thing with weightlifting is that you want to be intense. You want to be able to elicit that hormonal response that tells the body to build muscle that comes from an anabolic signal through the central nervous system. And that is what Blossom Body does. Sounds complicated, but you just have to show up to the workouts and get them done four days a week, two upper, two lower. I would love if you joined us. We have a bunch of people signed up. It's going to be an amazing community and it is going to be the first of many workout programs that I cannot wait to continue to share. Intuitive Macros is also going to be opening in October. So you can get on the wait list in the show notes as well. This round is going to be a little bit different. Uh, anybody who's taken it will get access, obviously, to the recordings and to the content. But I'm going to be—it's going to be a little more streamlined, a little bit more focused on accelerated results during the six-week period. Not a quick fix, obviously, but it's meant to set you up. Before we go into the holiday season, so you can feel equipped and confident for that. So, that is what I have happening there. I will share more about all of the things as we go on, um, or as time passes and, and we have more episodes and stuff. But let's go ahead and talk about mindfulness. So, the way that I think of mindfulness in general is having the ability to have a conversation with yourself, the ability to pause. And instead of going into habitual patterns or behaviors, you create the space to pause and ask yourself, is this what I really need to be doing? Is this the right action? Is this serving me right now? Is this a habit? Is this going to make me feel good? Because like I said, most of us operate in overdrive. And Viktor Frankl from that book, Man's Search for Meaning has that quote, um, between stimulus and response, there is space. By accessing that space, which I also call the honest pause, because this is the ultimate act of being honest with yourself, which allows you to make the decisions that serve you, which are not always the easy decision. I would argue that oftentimes the decision that is right for us is going to be the harder decision. So accessing, being able to be aware enough and present enough, a lot of this has to do with presence too, to even be able to access that space where you can actually make a choice or you can create space between stimulus and response is going to help you get to your goals. It is going to help you get to know yourself a little bit better. And it's really about observing and having an experience without getting caught up in it, without reacting to it, and without judging it. And it really is about detachment, detachment from all of the stories that we tell ourselves. And I think thinking of yourself as a recording device where you are taking in experiences without labeling them. Again, this is a very tough thing, especially if you're not used to practicing things in this way, but it is a skill. And the more that we practice, the better it will become. And observation is the first skill of mindfulness. It allows us to, sorry about that text message, (laughs) it allows us to observe so we can access our rational and our emotional mind more. And this skill is crucial for eating. It is crucial to make decisions around movement, to make life decisions, to be able to tap into yourself and... Really begin to think about what do I need? What am I doing? Is this right for me? When we think of, I think people get overwhelmed sometimes when it comes to like eating forever, living a, a healthy lifestyle forever, because we think of our whole life. We think of like, oh my God, I have to do this forever. Are you kidding me? This is hard. But when you think of the way that life works and you think of the way that presence works, everything happens moment to moment. Everything that's going to happen is going to happen. In this moment right now the words that I'm speaking right now are happening here I can think about the future and be worried about the future but it's not actually happening now it's kind of like a little bit of a mind fuck to think about this <laughs> to think that everything happens in the present moment and really all that we can do is be present right here right now We can also start doing this with our emotions, really beginning to observe our emotions. And I will do an episode on emotional regulation eventually, because that is also a different skill that starts with mindfulness. But being able to observe and tap in and ask yourself where is this emotion located? What is the temperature of the emotion? Does it have a shape? Is it in my shoulder? Is it in my chest? Is it in both shoulders? I'm <laughs> like, it's only in one shoulder, my left one? No. It's usually in both your shoulders or your back or your stomach or something like that. What color is it? Is it dark? Is it heavy? Is it is it light? If you think of feeling joy, joy to me feels like the sparkle emoji, right? Like the three, the yellow one that has like the three sparkles. It's probably my most used emoji. Uh, that feels very light. If I think of sadness, I think of a pit in my stomach and something that's like black or gray and very heavy, like a rock. So you notice that when you feel certain things, you can then identify: oh, this is what's happening to me right now. This is what I'm going through, and in you eventually, you won't have to engage so much with that emotion because you can recognize what it is and you can create that space. So you observe the emotion rather than getting caught up in it. Remember, skill, and you still might get caught up in it. That is also a process. But then through that process, you can notice, oh, I'm getting caught up in this. Let me observe and also let me let it be. If you let things be, they don't grow as much. You're not really like fighting reality as much. You are accepting what you are feeling And I gave an example as I was doing the intuitive macros uh, certification training uh, last night. And uh, this is top of mind because this is what we talked about yesterday. And I gave the example that observation and the event are two different things. So your heartbeat and noticing your heartbeat are two completely separate things, right? You, this is also the brain and your thoughts, your thoughts and you observing the thoughts, are two separate things. You can't observe something if you are that thing, meaning that you, your thoughts are separate from you. And this one skill to be able to detach from my thoughts, I think is where all healing has happened for me and where all healing will happen for you and everybody else in the world. Because the thoughts aren't going to stop. The patterns aren't necessarily going to stop. It's about detaching from them, knowing that they are not you. And most of all, knowing that as you detach, you gain control and you gain agency and you gain power in having power (laughs) over your actions and over your thoughts, choosing your thoughts and detaching from stories and narratives that really don't serve you. So think of this also like being in the eye of a hurricane like it's calm and I have seen the eye of a hurricane. I've never been in the eye of a hurricane, thank God. <laughs> Even though I guess it would be calm, but like on TV and stuff, obviously I've grown up with hurricanes. Uh y- you see it's there's nothing happening in there. <laughs> there's a lot of crazy stuff happening and then the eye of the hurricane is calm. That is what we want to to be like, to embody. Remembering that that's not going to happen today or tomorrow, but it will happen eventually the more that we practice. I think it's also helpful, let's say you struggle with food, to uh, practice observing with things that aren't food related, because that might bring up a lot of thoughts, a lot of discomfort. And that isn't necessarily maybe where you want to get started. Maybe you start observing yourself as you're having a conversation with somebody, as you are doing a craft, as you are playing with your kid or doing an art project or working out or walking or whatever it is. I use my walks a lot for that just to observe, walk in silence, what's going on today in my brain and creating that separation and moving on accordingly. So when we are present and when we can observe, we can use this to interrupt yourself If you are on the path to something that doesn't serve you so you can start noticing like, oh, I am this is a thought pattern. This is going to lead me down something that isn't good for me. I can now interrupt pattern interruption is key here as well. It's like the next step. We're not going to be talking about pattern interruption today, but that's like level two of this first is observation, which is sort of. I don't know, actually, if it's, I was about to say it's passive, but it's not necessarily passive because you are active in the noticing, but you are not trying to change things necessarily. You're not trying to change your thoughts. You're just trying to observe them. Uh, The more active portion would be the pattern interruption and the action steps. We're just talking about observation now. So again, this helps you be present to observe your experience, your external surroundings, as well as your internal thoughts. And emotions instead of being swept up in them. And as we think of things that perhaps do not serve us, we can begin adopting this. And it usually happens through three steps. So the first step in becoming a better observer and becoming more mindful is adopting a non judgmental stance. Obviously, some judgment can be good, knowing that you you know, shouldn't walk into the street when a car, when cars are in the street is a good judgment. Knowing that if you have a cast iron pan on the stove, you shouldn't grab the handle. Even though I've done that, I'm sure you have too, maybe at some point, you know that you shouldn't grab that. It's hot. So in those cases, judgment serves us, but there are cases that, especially internally, that judgment doesn't serve us because that's what Allows us, or that's what sort of makes us go down a different path when that isn't necessarily what would be good for us. So, especially in the case of trying to better yourself and judging yourself, it feels good in the moment. Beating yourself feels good in the moment, beating yourself up feels good in the moment, but it actually doesn't do anything. Uh, it is not helpful. So, really observing your actions with tr- not trying to create a story about who you are as a person or immorality or whatever, really just observing so that you can then do something about it and practice this. Notice your thoughts and notice the judgments that you make probably all day, right? And then see if you can switch the judgment to a non-judgmental observation. Observation is fact. Observation is literally just looking at like what is happening right now? And that takes us to the next step of the three steps, which is being effective, which is then doing what is available to you in the moment and doing what works. And being effective is also about accepting reality. We spend a lot of time fighting reality or staying in our thoughts. For example, let's say something that happens commonly in my business are weight fluctuations, right? So you might be doing a reverse diet. You might be even on in a deficit, have your weight fluctuate a lot, which is normal. It's always going to fluctuate. There's nothing wrong with that. We cannot explain some fluctuations. It, it's There's a very good practice, actually, <laughs> to observe through your weight and to see how you get caught up in things. But then we begin to create a story. Oh my God, I've gained two pounds. It's all over. Oh my gosh, I've gained this much weight. I'm never going to lose it. Oh my God, I'm stuck here forever. Oh my gosh, what does this mean about me? It means I'm terrible. Those are all judgments. What is being effective look like? It could look like separating from the thoughts and then accepting that this is where you are today and then just going to do the actions anyway. Again, not easy, but this is where you have to do the action first so then your thoughts can catch up with you and think of how much energy you would save if you actually accepted what is happening and really got up close with reality and allowed yourself to just really like see what's happening over fighting it, and the more you accept reality, the more you can do something about that reality. If you're in non acceptance, you're stuck, and stuckness is the enemy of progress, obviously. I'm speaking very matter of fact here, this is not a simple process. It is the process nonetheless, but the more we practice it, the better we will become. And as somebody who was truly not mindful at all for most of my life up until I was like 25 um, I, and now being an incre- probably too mindful of a person, I don't know if that exists, but I am very, very, very mindful. Um, I, I know it is possible the more you practice. And there's a little bit of a spiritual aspect here too, where in taking the seat of the observer... You choo- To me, spirituality is about perspective taking and choosing to choose a perspective or choosing a perspective that serves you and that is beneficial for, to you and will allow you to move forward. Uh, that is why I think this is wrapped up in this a little bit, but having this skill of being able to be with yourself and in your body and observe, this is the skill that leads to food freedom. This is the skill that leads to sustainability with food. It's being able to be there with yourself so that you develop what I call that internal compass that can make calm and confident decisions so you can be led towards your goals and you can feel the way that you want to feel every day. I, as somebody who truly practices food freedom and feels no sort of ties to food, really. This is the one, this is the one thing that helps me. Of course, tracking macros has been incredibly beneficial, but I would say that this is even more important because this is this is internal. This is what you take with you everywhere. This is what you're going to take on vacation. This is what you're going to take day to day with yourself. It lives inside of you. You are the common denominator in all of your situations. And this is sort of the next level skill that we need to develop in order to develop that food freedom where you can be mindful and present and learn to serve urges and stuff like that. The last thing is going to be focusing on one thing in the moment. Can you focus on one thing right now? We hardly do this. Even if you notice your breathing, sometimes we don't even, we're not present to our breathing. The One of the biggest things that we can do to be present is to take control of our breath and to practice controlling the breath versus you controlling versus the breath controlling you. We know that the nervous system is sort of the indicator of calmness or chaos in the body and the breath is very wrapped up in the nervous system. So if we can take control of our breath and sort of force ourselves to breathe in and out very slowly rather than literally hyperventilating, (laughs) which is what many of us do if we have anxiety or we do that during the day, That will have the ability to calm you down, to allow you to just kind of like get back to that balanced state so that you can actually do something from that place. You can be present. You can be calm. You can make decisions that serve you. You're not dysregulated and hyped up in a place where not good things happen. And I think we know that. Focusing on one thing in the moment, though, allows you to actually, again, move forward, You're focusing, like right now, I'm recording this podcast. This is all I'm doing, obviously. I literally cannot do anything else. But even when you're eating, can you just be eating? When you are on the phone with somebody, can you, like, you know, be on the phone or maybe do something low activity, like walking or folding laundry or something like that? Or obviously, you don't want to be watching TV, but really trying to focus. Where are my feet? Where are my hands? Where am I sitting? How do things feel? How do my clothes feel on my body? Can I be here right now? And even as I'm doing this podcast, I'm like, should I do meditations? Should I do some recorded meditations to help us be present? I'm feeling kind of like meditating in this podcast a little bit. <laughs> Certain parts I'm like, I don't know. I might do, maybe I'll do some episodes with meditations in them that will help be like one of the first Uh, steps that we can do to become more mindful. So I'm going to wrap this up today. Uh, I hope that you found this helpful. I hope that it was, you know, effective in helping you at least create that first step or begin to become aware of what it is like to create awareness, to create observation. It might, if it sounds a little woo woo to you or whatever it is, just know that this is an incredible skill that we can develop in many, many ways so, that we can get the outcomes that we want. So, thank you as always for tuning in. I am so, so grateful for you. I am excited for the next episode coming out this Monday where I got a listener question that was really interesting. So, stay tuned for that. In the meantime, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week, a wonderful weekend, and I will talk to you on the next one. I will. Actually, you will hear me and I will talk to you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening to Satisfied. I'd love to connect with you on Instagram where I post content every single day at Ashley K. Pardo. If you enjoyed the show, I'd super appreciate it if you left a rating and a review on iTunes and or Spotify. If you have a question that you want to be answered on the show or you just want to say hi, send me a DM on Instagram. I love hearing from and connecting with you because you're the whole reason that I do the show. I hope that you find satisfaction wherever you are right now.